Sam Villa is the co-founder of Sam Villa Tools, Red King Global Artistic Ambassador, International Influence of the Year, and Naha Lifetime Achievement Award winner. Today, we're going to hear all about his story, how he got to where he did, and so much more. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes, and I'm your host today. I'm with Sam Villa. How are you doing today, Sam? Robert, I am doing awesome. It's a beautiful day here in Florida, and I'm really particularly excited to be here with you in Hairdresser Strong. Awesome. Well, uh, so let's get, let's just dive right in. And um, I just want to, you know, start off saying thank you so much for taking the time. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Uh, so why don't you, uh, yeah, give us a little insight into uh, how did Sam Via become, you know, somebody, you know, who's standing, I mean, just sorry, sorry, just go back for a second. I want to tell everybody who's watching this who may have never heard of Sam. Mm -hmm. uh, Sam's been around a long time and, uh, and he, a lot of people look up to you and, and, um, so like having the opportunity to talk with you is a, is a real, real privilege and honor. So I hope anybody who's tuned in to you just pay, pay close attention to this. Um, okay, go ahead, Sam. So tell us a little bit about like, you know, did you get into hair as, uh, you know, as a young person, uh, did you fall into it? How did that happen? Robert, it's such a great, interesting story. I mean, it just goes to show you in life, you just never know where you're going to end up. I actually started out as a child around seven, eight years old, working in my dad's barbershop in the state of New Mexico. And I have to be honest with you in your community, I actually hated it. I did not like it at all because I used to watch my dad stand up all day. And my job was to sweep the hair and shine shoes. And I got 25 cents a shine. Um, I, I watched him stand up all day and Robert, I was so busy sometimes shining shoes. I couldn't go sweep the hair and I watched him stepping in this hair that's ankle deep. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm never going to do that. But yet here I am today. You know, my, I did it for all the time. I didn't like it on Saturday mornings. I remember getting in the car at 7am driving down the street and all my neighborhood kids and friends are, they're riding their bikes and I'm in the car going to go shine shoes. Then we moved to California because it was a, a mining's the mines started to close. My dad said, we're going to go to California. We had family in California, but he wanted to become more of a barber stylist, if you will. And I'll never forget being his model for that when he go in to get his barber stylist license. But uh, it was something I never thought I would do. Uh, my mom and dad, I'm so fortunate to have great parents. They gave me a lot of great values. One of the things they really had us do was, was participate in sports and participate in school. Uh, I had my little issues in school, but I really got into sports and I ended up going to college, playing volleyball. I came home one weekend and said, sat down with my mom and dad said, hey, I want to go to cosmetology school. And my mom's jaw dropped. My dad was clapping underneath the table. And my mom said, what about college? You know, you got one year left. It's ridiculous. It's silly for you to drop out. I said, mom, I'm going to school. I cut school half the time to go to the beach and play volleyball. That's all I do. I said, I'm a phys ed major. You know, dad's done really good providing for the family yet. I don't want to go to barber school. I want to go to cosmetology school. So my dad found a good school. I made a deal with my mom. If it didn't work, I would uh, go back and pay for my final year. But the interesting story was in school, I went to a, college, a school called Ponce College of Beauty in San Mateo, California. It's a great school. My dad found a really good school. Um, I was in there for probably about three months, Robert. And I'll never forget. My teacher came up to me. She kind of did this, these kind of things, said, hey, come over here, Sam. And I said, yes. And she said, um, Sam, your client's rollers are falling out underneath the dryer. Why don't you go over there, apologize to her, and I want you to put them in there really super tight. 
And I said, uh, yes, Miss Uda, no problem. And as I walked away, she said, and you might want to think, Sam, about doing something else. Oh. Yes. And <laughs> I just to, your, to, the, to the youth that are out there, hey, listen, you know, if I can do this, you can do it. And the story goes on where it kind of hit me. What she didn't realize, Robert, was she was speaking to somebody that was really competitive. You said something I can't do it. I was going to prove to you I could. So my dad called me that weekend by chance and said, hey, what are you doing Sunday? I said, dad, I'm not doing anything. I can't afford to do anything. He said, well, I'm going to come and pick you up. We're going to go to a hair show. I said, what's that? He said, that's where you need to understand. That's education. It's important. You always go to them as much as you can because you got to stay up with uh, techniques and trends and things like that. I said, okay, great. So he picked me up early Sunday morning. I asked him, who are we going to see? This was 1976. So I'll let your community out there do the math. But uh, we went to see Vidal Sassoon himself. Uh, when wow. Redkin, Redkin brought him in, and my dad was a big Redkin fan. Little did I know I was going to end up with Redkin. But uh, we went. My dad was smart. Got there early. Robert put me in the middle of the second row, not the first. And I watched uh, uh, Vidal Sassoon, Alan Benfield Bush, Roger Thompson, uh, Christopher Broker. I watched these great guys just take these Asian ladies with long hair and just melt it down in these great shapes. I was on the edge of my seat. And I, my dad pulled me back. I said, dad, dad, I want to do that. And he said, what's that? I said, I want to be up there someday and do that. He goes, eyes here, Samuel son. You must understand that that's all ego and no money. If you choose to do that, prove to me you can do it. Staying humble, no ego, manage your ego. But most of all, make some money. You know, that's why you're going to establish a career. It's not going to be a job. It's going to be a career. And that's for the, your youth out there. Look at it as a career, not necessarily a job. So off, you know, I, I went back to school and Robert, I was nailing everything because I now had purpose. I wanted to show my teacher I could do it. I also wanted to prove to my dad that I could do it and what he was, you know, suggesting. After that, after school, beauty school, I worked in a, a salon about four or five years later, opened up my own salon, had that for 20 years. And meanwhile, in during that, I had signed up with uh, Redkit. They asked me to come on board. I went on board. I moved to New York became an artistic director. One of the things that I want to share with your community, if you can help, one of the things my dad told me was, if you can help people get what they want, you will get what you want. So I want the youth out there to remember that, that you know what you put out is what you're going to get back in this industry. You know What I did, people ask me, Robert, how did you get where you're at? The way that I got where I was at, where I'm at now is education. I went to every show I possibly could you know, I saved up money for tickets and I'd go. Sometimes I'd learn something and then I'd learn the things not to say, not to do. But there was always a, a learning experience that I walked away with. And I use those learning experience by practice, practice, practice. You know, right now you got uh, people out there that we don't know that are working out extremely hard. Probably will know them in, I think, 2024 for the Olympics in Paris. You know, they're going to become fit, but they're working out. They're practice, practice, practice. It's not just going to come to you. A clientele will not be handed to you. You know, social is your new business card. You need to understand that. I, for the youth, you have to understand that that's how you're going to be able to grow a business. The days of walk-ins, the days of waiting for people to come in, the days of, of uh, the way it used to be going out to malls and handing out your cards, those days are gone. It's now about social and the value of social. So that's basically, you know, how... My career started going to school, and then, you know, now I've been with Redkin for, gosh, for so many years, since 1996. Uh, my tool brand is something that I did because I wanted to have an exit plan, because one day somebody's going to say, oh, I've seen Sam, 
You know, I've seen him. He's he's gotten old, et cetera. So now I'll have my tool brand I can sort of speak fall off, fall back on. But I really believe that uh, to all the students and the youth that are watching this, education, I think, is something that you have to understand investment in education will always be an investment in your future. And that's important to remember. Mm, that's so good. So did you uh, did did you work? So after school, did you work at a salon or a shop or anything before yes. you became king? Tell us a little bit about that. Like, how long were you there? How many salons did you work at? How long? How how did you go from saying I want to be up there on stage uh, to being up there, on, like working with start to work with Redkin? Okay. Well, there's so many different avenues that you can walk down in this industry, as you well know. You know, you could own a salon, manage a salon. You've got so many skill sets that you can move into. You could specialize in color, whatever it is you want to do. One of the things that I did was I wanted to do everything because there's money there. Money is in chemicals. That's important for everyone to know. A lot of people now, they double up. They do everything. But what I did was I worked in a salon. I went to interview in a salon, but they said, you're overqualified. You know, I wanted to be go through an associate program and they wanted to put me on the floor. And that was Yosh Toya back in the days in San Francisco. I uh, don't know if you remember him, but great French cutting method that he would use. And he was well known back in the uh, 70s, 80s and 90s. But um, I worked in I worked in a salon where I once again, I did went and did a lot of education. I'd come back. I'd share it with everybody in the salon, do little classes. Then I went to another salon that I was attracted to. I got into that salon and then I ended up buying that salon and purchasing that salon. But both salons, one, the first salon I worked into, I, I enjoyed it, the people. But the second salon I worked into, I worked in, I enjoyed it even more because of the education value that they had. So for the youth that are out there, if you're in school and you're thinking about, well, Sam, I really don't know where I'm going to work. What I recommend you do is you go into a salon Ask them if you can just sit in that uh, reception area if they happen to have one or ask them if you can observe and then listen to how they answer their phones. Listen to how they communicate at the chair. Look at the type of work they're doing and then ask yourself, do you want to be a part of that? If it is, then pursue it. Ask them if they have an associate program. I highly, highly, highly recommend associate program. You have two choices. You can choose to bypass that. That's called learning by trial and error. Or you can have an associate go to a social program, feel, fulfill that, and now you have a strong skill set that you can build a strong clientele. But you have two choices out there. So I really recommend you get an associate program, but find out if the salon has one. If they have one, they say, yes, we have one. Ask them to see it in writing. If and you don't, for any, Sorry, for anybody who doesn't know what you mean by associate program, will you tell them what you mean by that? Thank you for that. An associate program is basically a salon that takes an apprenticeship program and they have it where they mentor you. They mentor you on every detail on the what, the how, and the why. And if they if they can make the why real simple, the how is a lot easier to do. So that's what you want to identify on paper. So that's basically the social program. Social program sets you up for success. Instead of you not going through the social program, now you're basing your success on everything that you learned in school. And a lot of times that's going to be trial and error. You're going to be able to upgrade your skill set by going through an associate program. So an associate program, that's in terms of what it does. Now the how is on that document that you see in classes every weekly or whatever it has to be in every skill set. If you don't see that, move on to another salon until you do see that, if you choose to go through an associate program. Now, a lot of youth out there, I, I know that you, you want things, you want it now, I get that, I understand that, but find an associate program that fits your needs. 
It doesn't need to be a year long. I, I know associate programs can be six months. They can be three months. Maybe it's a crash course of a month. But if you see it in writing and they can do it, deliver it, great. I strongly recommend it. So I think that's the reason why I like that second salon is because I learned so much more watching them train their assistants. That was the name of what we were called at the time. And now associates watching them train their So I learned so much. I learned so much. But education is a must in this industry. I don't want anybody to have an attitude out there that you think you know everything. Oh, I, I can do that haircut. Okay. Can you do it this way? And oh, by the way, can you also do it this way? Because I really believe, believe, Robert, there's danger in the comfort zone. I want to find three ways to cut a wolf, three ways to cut a wolf. And there's so many variations of a wolf, a one link bob. You know, I want to have, I've got maybe five ways that I can cut a one link bob. So, and people go, well, why, Sam? Well, it's about your communication skills. Your communication skills are going to build your wealth. I want your community to hear that, especially in today's world. I'm going to say something that a lot of you might disagree with me, but I really believe that it's about the experience that you create for that individual in the chair versus the skill set. If you can believe that. There's more value in the experience now than the skill set. It's a changed world. Now, when I was brought up in this industry, Robert, it was about the skill set. You got to have a strong skill set. Communication skills kind of kind of fell in line as we went along. But now Communication. Let me give you an example. People go, Sam, what do you mean by an experience? Well, let me say this. I just took my son, we, you know, Summer, to Disney World. Robert, I haven't been to Disney World in years, and I felt like a kid again. And it's because of the experience that they create and how they've changed the experience to fit today's world. You now reserve your lines for, to, uh, for your rides. You reserve it. You don't mm. have to wait in line. You know, oh, yes, it's a, and I thought I'm not going to go reserve. And then I started, my wife was doing it. She and I'm going, wow. She goes, hey, it's time for us to walk to this ride. It's time for us to walk to this ride. I go, wow, this is amazing. So imagine experience at the chair. This, the, the youth, please. The good Lord gave you two of these and one of these. As a hairdresser, you need to use these more than use this. So I want you to listen to what I have to say right now. What do I mean by the experience? Money will follow the experience. I want you to get that first, okay? Because what I really believe that there's just too much people, I, I just want to be transparent here. People need to stop chasing money and start chasing purpose. And That's that relates, oh yeah, it relates to today's world. Stop chasing money because if you chase purpose, like purpose, I want to help people get what they want, then I'll get what I want. Now put that chase purpose, that's the purpose, helping people get what they want. The money will come. The money will come. People start talking to you, you're going to get booked. So experience. Oh, I'm so excited to be with you. The experience, okay? The experience is when you get to the, to the uh, blow dry part of what you just did, give them a new look. And it's a new client. Simply take their phone, put it on a monkey tripod, a videotape you teaching them how to blow dry it. Hand them the blow dryer, hand them a round brush, look at their mechanics, coach the mechanics. So what I'm trying to say is that video, you're showing the product. Here's the product I'm using, Louise. Here's how I'm blending it, how much I'm using. Uh, here's how I'm using a round brush. Here's how you're going to blow dry your fringe area. Here's the products. Here's how you're going to apply. All of that is on a video. So can you imagine after that service, you're handing the phone back to that client and you're saying, you know, you now have your own YouTube video and you're the star. And now you get to take me home every morning day with you. 
I'll be there on your vanity. Put me on your vanity. I started it by saying, good morning, Louise. Let's do your hair. So I think, see, that is added value. And salons need to wake up and, and, and say, put a tripod with a little sign that says, for free tutorial, place your hair here. Place your phone here. I mean, I love people, that. Robert, people want things for, they want value. That's value. so good. Price is what they pay. Value is what they get. So I want you to ask yourself, pause for a moment. Just say, what value are you giving? You know, another one is if you doing a color, I know a lot of people now are saying, Sam, I'm up my prices. I'm spending my entire time with that client. Great. Fantastic. Because that's what people really want right now. Now, if you're going to do that, what are you doing while the color's processing? It's processing for, let's say, 45 minutes. Well, you know, I, I, I'll visit. And I'll, I'll, okay, I'll tell you what. Why don't you grab a, a pivot point uh, tripod, a pivot point mannequin, and set it in front of them and teach them how to do a ponytail with an elastic, but teach them how to cover the elastic. Teach them how to do a simple braid. And by the way, Robert, the client has a pixie haircut. So you're probably wondering, why would you teach them that? Because I'm going to make them the hero of the family and everybody in the salon is watching me, the talent I have and the teacher that I have. I really believe that the stylist that stands behind the chair, listen to this, my friends, the young ones, that stands behind the chair and becomes the educator behind the chair is going to win the game in the future. So imagine this. You're saying, okay, well, what's an experience feel like? What's it feel like? Imagine this, giving the client an opportunity to escape from life. Chill or chat? What do you prefer? Oh, Sam, I've had, I've been so busy. I just want to chill. Great. That you give them, you're giving them an experience that they desire. Okay, how about this one? Healing and relaxing. You can make an experience about healing. Healing, believe it or not, yes, we have the opportunity to do that. I mean, uh, a lot of people say, Sam, I enjoy having a five-minute conversation. When I walk away with you, five-minute conversation, man, I feel better, okay? That's a communication skill that maybe I happen to have. Or relaxing, you know, those little things that you do to make them relaxing. Or maybe it's fun and light. It's an experience that's fun and lighthearted. Uh, maybe it's the uh, ultimate self-care experience. I think that's, you know, that's something. Maybe it's just a connection. Maybe it's just laughter. Those are examples of experience is that people can have feeling better. So, you know, you can't get, don't get me started on all this stuff, my friend, because <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, the industry has changed and I want people to do it, to understand, you know, that you got to change with it. You got a choice, keep doing what you want. You've heard that or, or change. The seasons change. And I think as hairdressers, we need to change. The problem why people don't change is because they're stuck in their comfort zone. And what I mean by that is, you know, get yourself to a live event, get yourself. Yeah, the computer's great, but the computer can't touch your heart. The computer can't answer your questions immediately. You can't network with people as you can at a live event, like at a Presley Poe event, where you can really uh, network and schmooze. And, you know, you walk away with a little bit more focus. You walk away with an attitude of, of winning a little bit more, but winning in the right way. Hmm. It's so good. It's so good. I, I, uh, I really... I really appreciate this uh, conversation on um, on customer experience and value because I've been I've been feeling like we need to spend a little more time talking about that. I feel like uh, you know, other than how to cut hair videos, how to color hair videos, there's a lot of a lot of uh, narratives and conversations and memes and videos posted about 
how to protect your business or how to handle a difficult client or, you know, none, none of the positive sides of, of working with people day in, day out. You know, I don't hear anybody talking about the incredible experience that they created for their, for their guest. And I don't know if that's because it doesn't trend well on social media. If people, you know, like, like hearing these, like, um, more empowering, I know my rights, this is my business, I run this, charge your worth, you know, stuff kind of stuff. And I'm just wondering, like, hey, uh, can we talk about uh, how to actually build a business and, and build relationships and serve the community? Well and, said, you know, so uh, I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, so I think I would love to maybe expand a little bit um, on that or dig a little deeper with some um, stuff on that. But uh, before, and maybe that we do that in another conversation, but before we wrap this up, you know, I, we started off with talking about your, your journey and uh, you know, you went from school to salon to salon. Uh, you became a Redkin educator and um I think it'd be I'd be interested to know if you had any kind of last minute pieces of advice for uh, anybody who's looking to maybe uh, pursue the pathway to stage or maybe uh, participate in some sort of uh, competition like Naha or anything like that where you're you're kind of going it's it's a little different than being a behind the chair stylist you know and that and that I feel like the pathway isn't perfectly clear so do you have any any advice or tips or anything like that on that topic oh yeah there's a there i think there's a lot of resources out there now robert with that kind of a leading people in that path that choose to be a platform artist a guest artist an influencer a teacher whatever facilitator whatever you want to call it there's great pathways out there now uh one of the ways that i did i have to be honest and say that redkin made me who i am today as a teacher they gave me the resources and what i mean by those resources is they said, you're going to get a training by this guy that that's what he does is he teaches you how to teach. I mean, we just got up there and did what we thought we would need to do, Robert. You just start talking and gurgitating all this stuff. But it's not, it's, it's more about being focused on the learner than being focused on yourself. You know, so that's the focus that you got to understand. If you choose to go down that path, know who's in front of you and that's who your focus is. It's not about how do I sound? How good am I? Did they like me? That kind of thing. Because when you choose to put some yourself in front of people, as you do in social, you're choosing to be open yourself to negative feedback. And negative feedback, as far as I'm concerned, is just nuggets of information that are going to make you better. So I think there's a coach, Chris Barron, is an awesome one out there in terms of coaching people on how to be a presenter, taking from A all the way to Z. I highly recommend you check out, check out Coach Chris Camp. Another one is uh, um, High Salon Performance. Um, they're, they're a great team on the business side in terms of being able to bring salons in the direction they need to be going in today's world, in today's world. I think uh, I'm just going to be really honest. I think the business model of what we had years ago, you got to take it and rip it up and start all over and work with what works today. The other thing is this, is if you're thinking about doing something in terms on the teaching facilitation side, start doing it now. You know, when you go to a show, come back and set up a little class for the people that you're surrounded with and give them that class. Practice, practice, practice. You know, public speaking, they say, is the number one, you know, in terms of fear. You know, but fear is just fantasized experiences appearing real. That's all it is. It's shit, excuse me, that we make up in our in our head. That's what it is. 
But, uh, you know, I, I, I come from a world where I was really shy. And that's one thing my father said, if you're going to do this, you need to get away from your shy little self. And the reason because because you're going to have clients sitting there with you. So I think the, the journey is not easy of being a platform artist, a guest artist, an influencer. It's not easy. It's a long journey. I uh, think that, um, you know, learning the right way on how to do it and focusing on the fact that it's not about me, it's about them. Number one. And number two, always continue to upgrade my skills as a facilitator and research, research, research. So it's, you know, there's there's paths out there that you can follow that lead you into this. But I highly recommend to go to a find a brand or an influence that you want to connect with, connect with them and then just show up in the model room or show up and start handing them pens. Start doing that. You know, when someone comes up to me and they're so genuine, I just had a guy do, do that. Now he's been with me a year and a half. He wouldn't leave the classroom. He sat there in the front row in the same seat all day long. Finally went up to him and said, dude, you need to go see someone else. There's a lot of good education out there. He goes, no, this is where I want to be. And someday I'm going to work with you. And I'm like, okay. But after <laughs> that, we had a conversation and I loved where this, his mindset and his headspace was. He was in, he had it intent and purpose that that was his goal. So now he's been with me a year and a half and working his way onto the art team. He's determined to work his way on the art team. So practice, determination, find that path. And if I can do it, you can do it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, this pleasure. was a, a great little uh, chat. And um, I, I feel like it's a great little intro to a number of uh, of topics. And so um, definitely, if you're watching this, tune in to the next conversation that we have. And um, until then, uh, I want to thank you again for your time and coming out. My pleasure, my friend. And remember, my friends, your progression is my obsession. Awesome. All right. Well, until then, see you later.